Still, we fucked up. Fucked up bad. Tell me something encouraging. I just smoked a buck. I smoked a fork. Oh my god, my first year. Yeah. Dude, that is, uh, that's rad. That's a brand. You know what, man? That, that picked it up. <clears throat> that crack. That crack of the beer is not part of the intro. It's a brand new intro. Might have to add that. I know. It's ice I, cold. Yeah. Man. That's, uh, mountains are blue. That was, that was Ryan Toll. Crack now. Rocky Ryan Mountain. T- yeah. We have to address the, the elephant in the room real quick. And, and that is that Ryan Toll. Yeah. And it's a, it, that's the correct that's phonetic, the, um, <laughs> <laughs> sounding of my last name i always fucking butcher it Dude, it's all I, good i've been saying Towley. yeah because i've been T-O- saying Towie. 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 t-o-w-l-e and it's toll i've heard about 12 different iterations yeah so every everyone that's listened uh to me pronouncing his last name i apologize for misinterpreting it yeah, I, well, I should apologize to you ryan i apologize that's all right well listen real quick guys let's give a <laughs> shout out to our uh sponsors and we'll go ahead and talk <laughs> talk, talk about a few other things but uh the first one is uh, Victory Arrow, the Carbon Arrow experts. Big shout out to them. They uh, they've been supporting us since day one. We appreciate them. And, and Devin, man, thank you for getting behind us and running with us. Uh, Tricer USA, Drew, big time supporter of the podcast. Use promo code R two R for a discount at checkout. He's uh, he's been producing the lightest glassing system in the world. Uh, check them out. Go on their go on their websites for the Backcountry Hunter. He's got dope stuff, GTP2, GTP3, and so on. It's it's awesome. And then uh, make sure you guys check out Archery Geeks Custom Strings. Give Devin a shout out. Uh, <clears throat> he'll, he'll hook you up. Use R2R promo code on a new set of strings. Tell him we sent you, and uh, he'll make sure he sets you up right. Get those strings to you right away. All right, guys. If you haven't entered in the Bino giveaway, you guys need to. You need to go on our Instagram. We got three rules. Here, I'll read them off. So all you got to do on this post, which was posted four days ago, is you got to follow San Diego Muleys at San Diego underscore Muleys and then at bowandarrow.inc, Inc. And then follow us, tag your hunting partner, and then uh, you guys are good. You guys are entered to win a pair of 10 by 42 HD Vortex uh, binos. Uh, they're great glass. I've already looked through them. They're, man, it comes with a bino harness. comes with everything, dude. It's, yeah. it's set up. Uh, thanks to Travis and uh, the Bow and Arrow Shop. Yeah. So uh, big shout out well, to those guys. They're the only reason that we were able to put this on. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. You help us out tremendously. You've always had our back, and and since day one, ju- you know, just like Victory Man, you guys have always been supporters of the podcast. We appreciate it. And we'll be announcing the winner in about three to four days. Yeah. Today is uh, Thursday, November. What? What's today? Today is the twelfth. Twelfth. Uh, it's Friday the thirteenth tomorrow. Yeah. Well, so Friday the thirteenth. When do you want to announce it? I think Sunday or Monday. Okay, we'll figure it out. But if you guys listen to this between now and then, be sure to stay tuned and uh, tag your buddy. Party. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to do some sort of Instagram live or any of that kind of stuff to do it. But uh, solo hunters, we'll, we'll make a post. Uh, right. Tag your wife. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Big time solo hunters, man. Uh, take your old lady if you can. <laughs> but listen, you guys heard the first recording on a podcast of our brand new intro, and it's fitting. Because I actually just got back from uh, a trip in Arizona. If you guys paid attention to the mini series, I know I was kind of brief on that kind of stuff. But when you record from a phone, driving a truck, 80 miles an hour down the freeway, uh, you know, it's kind of one of them things. It's uh, it's kind of hard to depict what actually happened. So 
you know, we're, we're going to record a recap of my Arizona 2020 coos deer hunt. If you guys haven't seen the buck, I was so fortunate to harvest, go over to the Instagram, check it out. It's on there, share it, like it, send it to your buddies. It's super cool, man. I was very fortunate to harvest a, an amazing buck in my eyes and, and a big shout out to my buddy, Matt. Uh, I don't know his Instagram. Do you know what his Instagram handle is? Uh, I'll pull it up right now. I think it's Matt Methling. Yeah, we, we follow him. Um, super cool guy. Matt is an amazing hunter. And I said it in the, the mini series, man, if I could ever uh, get the knowledge that that guy has, man, I, I, I would be an accomplished hunter for sure. Oh, he, yeah. uh, he, he's amazing behind the glass. He's an amazing shot. He, you know, walking me through certain things of this hunt, man, it was just, it, it was an experience that, um, I'll never forget, right? Absolutely not. It dude. was an, it was a great time, great time with Matt, and and I'm very fortunate to have a buddy like that for sure. So, uh, pulling up to this hunt, dude, just like your Utah hunt, you you didn't think you were gonna come out with a big buck. No, not you at had all. Low expectations. I'm gonna I, shoot the first legal buck that walks. Yeah, in front of me. well, the, you know, for me, I've never been a, I've never been a, uh, like a trophy hunter, right? Like, yeah. I've always learned from my family back east: if you don't shoot it, your neighbor's gonna, right? right? And there I you go. and, and and it's the truth. And it, and it, you know, that's on private land back there. So when I listen to it, when I listen to them, and I come out here, you know, and hunt locally or hunt out of state, I always think like, hey, Brandon, if you don't shoot it, the guy on the ridge over will, you know. So that's kind of where I kind of get that mentality. But you know, fortunately for me, I have good buddies and and I have good great hunting partners that we're always able to make, um, not that it's not a smart decision to take those animals, but you know, I've, I feel like I've gotten past that, but I never go into a hunt cocky. Like I never go into a hunt saying, Oh, I want to shoot a hundred inch coos deer. Even though this was like my first coos deer I've ever had. I've never said like, Oh, this year I'm going to only shoot a three by three out of San Diego. Like dude, San Diego, I'm gonna shoot the first fork. I see dude. it is just too hard. I, I don't know what it is. Uh, the, the area geographically where I'm hunting or what, but Outside of deer camp, man, deer are hard to come by. And um, I, I've always said all my buddies down south, like, dude, you guys got way way more deer numbers than we do up here, or I'm just not looking right. I don't know where to look. I don't know how to glass compared to you guys or what. But well, I mean, we for sure got more chaparral. Yeah. A lot of it's the um, just the environment, you know? Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. Right? I Can't mean, see them. Y- we can't. The chaparral up North County, if you guys have never been to North County and you guys ever get an opportunity to go to, like, Palomar Mountain or, or anything north, you know, it's escondido look in those hills and and you guys will understand what we're talking about if you guys ever go to temecula why you know wine country with your old ladies or your husbands or whatever uh just look south at the base of palomar mountain or even the top man it is nothing but 20 foot dude, tall chaparrales impenetrable brush if there's a fire that ever fires off on that dude we're we're gonna we're have a blaze bro yeah. there's going yeah. to be a blaze palomar's gonna burn oh, yeah. one day it will dude, yeah. i think it will i mean think about it we have a we if we had a thunderstorm in like september when it's 105 out here dude. 110 out here dude that oh, that whole mountain's gonna burn <clears throat> oh, absolutely one, one lightning strike to just knock oh, out that whole side cigarette yeah. some guy or even that yeah flicking a cigarette oh, yeah. what, what is that 78 76 yeah, 79 79 whatever 79 or 76, 79. bro. Anything that splits that mouth. We're not encouraging it, but. No, not at all. No. Ryan, you, were you here when that mountain by Lake Elsinore burned? Burn, um, burned for like a month straight. Was that last year? I don't know. I think it was a couple. No, it was, oh, it was like three, two years ago. Two no, or three was, years ago. I was in Denver. You lived in Denver? Yeah. I was there for a year. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, anyways, that well, whole mountain burned. Yeah. If you ever get a chance to go to Elsinore, man, take a peek. Go, look west. That no, you can see, you can see the black from the freeway. Yeah. You can see the you know, Ta- talking about Colorado, 
so I don't know if you guys heard, but Go Hunt announced that's where I get all my information from. Go Hunt announced that Colorado will be introducing wolves. I don't know when that's going to take place, but that vote passed. Well, the thing yeah. is, is there it was so basically all it did was it it allowed the game the fishing game commission I do believe to uh, develop a plan for wolf management. Yeah, like they'll introduce wolves, but there has to be a wolf management plan. But the funny thing is, is the wolves are already there. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They're, they're already there. In so different parts of the correct. state, too. Yeah. Yeah. Not and just north from Montana or right. wherever they come from. I think they're coming from Yellowstone. Yeah. Yeah, they got to be. And they're saying that uh, they're saying that they believe they are. I was, and I get this information it's, from Joe Rogan. He had a, Joe Rogan had a podcast with Steven Rinella, and I listened to it on the way back from Arizona, and Steven was saying, Steve Rinella was saying that the wolves are already there, and they're thinking they're having pups. So, I mean, naturally, you know, a dog's going to throw off a litter of pups, and they, they got eight pups out of a breeding pair, but you got to think there's more than just two. Oh, yeah. Right? There's more wolves than that. So, I don't know. It, maybe it's a good thing in a sense where they're going to develop a management plan, right? So then they're going to go, all right, well, the landscape can hold X amount of wolves, and if they hold to that number, then maybe once they reach that number, they won't lag and drag their feet and tie it up in the courts, and maybe they'll be able to put a, a hunting pressure on them and, and a trapping pressure on them that can sustain those numbers. But Something. Typically, what, I, I bet what's going to happen is they're, they're going to hit those numbers, and then yeah. when, when you know, hunters and anglers decide to uh, jump on it and say, hey, this is getting out of control, and ranchers say, hey, it's getting out, it'll get tied up in litigation in the courts, and you guys know how that goes. It's oh, yeah. just a nightmare, but. Yeah, what's crazy is that they don't, it seems like they just take like a react, they react to like a problem rather than setting up a whole plan for it. Yeah. And, you know, if they're going to introduce wolves, you'd think they'd have a plan for hunting with that. Yeah. You'd think. You would think, as soon as they, you know, that I, I truly do believe that, and I don't know, man. You know, I'm just some Southern California hunter, but you know, that's just now getting into this kind of stuff. Yeah, we're talking them. from four states away. Yeah, I mean, I, but I, I truly believe that the cities, and this is true. I do know this based on voting. Is the cities vote? You know, democratic. Well, yeah. Or I mean, they vote left. Liberal. They're very liberal and. You know, in cities, you find more. Wolves are cute, cuddly. Right. You, you you have that more of a, there's more of that yeah. than the opposite. It's like the people that um, should be talking about these types of things should be uh, the ranchers in the hand. Ranchers, right? and, the, uh, the know, outdoorsmen and women. The outfitters. And the people that, the, right. The people that make a living on the landscape. and, and That pay taxes on Exactly. That, you know? it, yeah. it, and their uh, input should mean a lot. Yeah. Right. And I mean, what does not to say that people that live in the city, their voices don't count. But, you know, if you go to the mountains once a year, I don't like, you know what I mean? I think like, it should just be rural areas where it actually affects. Like if you're losing livestock. Yeah. If you have a chance of losing livestock, you should. Right. Your vote should. But I've always be thought way too, bigger. But see, wolves are very smart, man. And, and like I've watched numerous documentaries on YouTube and I'm not saying the Internet tells the truth and whatnot. But when when you hear from people that say. When you educate a pack of wolves, they typically go the other way. They're smart. Dude. They're smart. So yeah. if you start educating wolves, you know, it's kind of like educating a, a bear. I mean, obviously, you know, you do have uh, issues with bears and stuff, but typically they say if you educate it once or twice, they typically get the get the picture and they stay away from humans and, and human. Hopefully. Yeah, society, right? So, but pack of wolves, this, is, this does happen. Like, you educate them and they steer clear. I mean, they'll go to a different area. They'll, they literally will. And Colorado has a huge elk population, so if you were to educate wolves right off the bat, 
I don't know if it would. I don't know. Maybe I'm talking out of my ass. I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, makes we don't got Wilson in San Diego to make no, the area. No, not down here, but you never know, bro. <laughs> oh, sh- <laughs> could be the next know. thing. Could but, be the next thing. You know, speaking of developing a plan, man, my Arizona hunt was a plan. The entire hunt was a plan. Me and Matt, we developed this plan last year. Yeah. Right. I mean, we were talking about it last year and and we were in Idaho last year and I was helping him and his the guide service he works for out. And we were talking about, man, we got to hunt together next year, man. Why don't we like do something different? Like get out of the northern states. Let's go. Let's go south. Get in get in a different climate. Right. And we got on go hunt and just started poking around. And dude, we decided on Arizona and we both had never he had hunted coos deer before in Mexico, you know, and obviously being a guide, he had his hands in it. But he never actually like hunted it in the states, right? So, yeah, for him, he was like, "Dude, let's do it." I don't think I remember you saying anything about it. Did you apply for yeah. this hunt? Did you? Yeah, did we, you have yeah, like points? Okay. Yeah, no, I had no points. Okay, you know, we had a we had to apply for it, and we didn't even know if we would draw it. We just kind of figured. I had heard from the owner of Tricer USA, mm-hmm. right, Drew. I had heard from him. Hey, man, you can grab a leftover tag. So I, we went on to go hunt. And we just started poking around and I, he had worked in an area down in Arizona. He's like, Hey man, look into this area. And I'm like, sure. No problem. And I just, we went in blind. Like I, we developed a plan based on information that we had. Drew Tricer USA, he, you know, shameless plug, use promo code R2R on your next purchase for there you a go. discount at, at checkout. <laughs> but, uh, saves you about five pounds. Yeah, it does. Maybe 10. Uh, so he was like, dude, you, some of these units, man, you can, you can get leftover tags or they're not very hard to draw. So we just started poking around and, and decided on a unit and had no idea if we draw it or not. And, you know, we put in for it and sure enough, man, um, we drew a unit that typically has leftover tags. So, I could have got a point and grabbed a leftover tag, but yeah, you know, we didn't know, we don't know what we're doing, dude. I've never uh, been to Arizona, yeah. right? I've never hunted Arizona, I should say. And, uh, Brian, your beer's like, right? is it? Oh, it's, I think, oh, yeah, that was mine. Sorry, bro. No, that's so good. I was like, oh, and, uh, you all look the ahead. same. They're, they're fixing to share Corona. <laughs> we're about to have a Corona course. Yeah. But, uh, so we, we ended up, we were fortunate enough to draw some tags and, and we just went for it. Um, obviously he'd been in the area working before, but he had never hunted it. He's, honestly never even looked at it as a hunting a hunting unit or anything so uh me and matt we got our tags and developed the plan said we're gonna meet down there midweek he was i think he showed up like tuesday yeah i remember you saying he was like two days before. yeah he was like two days before me man and and that was the idea is that we'd both go in there at the same time but you know with work and life and whatnot i wasn't able to do it so I, i ended up leaving work wednesday after work drove all night got there late Wednesday night had dinner with Matt you know we ate and talked and he told me all about it and and he was like yeah man you know what I didn't see any deer and I was like hey man it is what it is you know we'll figure it out and you know he was just because he had never hunted coos before so he was staying in the flats yeah you know doesn't he got coos Mexico yeah yeah I mean that's what I'm saying he'd he'd never actually physically hunted coos and uh he'd been chasing him in Mexico but it's different in Mexico <laughs> Sorry, guys. Listen, it's not Corona. No, 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 not at all. Uh, don't exist. No, it doesn't were, exist anymore. Were you hunting yeah. out of a base camp, or yeah, were so, you? So this is what happened. So Matt said there was no deer, or he didn't say there was no deer. He said I didn't see anything. He goes, I did jump a doe straight across the road. There's a, I know there's deer here. Blah 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 blah. On Wednesday, so no problem, dude. Thursday, let's get after it. Woke up in the morning, 
went to a glassing knob. We didn't even we didn't even get up super early. We got up at like sunrise. Mm-hmm. We didn't know where we were. I didn't know where I was. I didn't I didn't even see the landscape until Thursday morning, right? So we got up, went to a glassy knob, put glass on the hills, and I started looking, and I'm like, dude, Drew told me, biggest key, Drew told me, oaks and yellow grass. There you go. That's it, oaks and yellow grass. Yep. And I and me and Matt, we were talking, and and uh, we are glassing. We were only seeing does down low, and there, there wasn't very many of them. And we're like, dude, and I started looking at the mountain in front of us, and I'm like, there it is. Got to go, and we started putting glass on it from where we were, and we started seeing deer. That's crazy, man. That, yeah. that oaks and yellow grass thing, you, that applies locally as well. Yes, it does. It absolutely does. Without a doubt, it does. Oaks. That's the key. Yeah. Sorry. So we uh, we just started glassing and started seeing deer, started seeing bucks, started seeing shooters, and, um, you know, it was funny. It was ironic, too, because – Later on in the day, we were we went high, got on the side by side, took a road like all the way up the mountain, and we got high, and uh, the road was beat. Like, dude, you ain't taking a truck up that thing. Like, we were getting this side by side on two wheels, and, and we got up high, price you know fifty five hundred feet. And we got on this knob and we just started glassing. We sat there for a couple hours and we were just picking it apart, seeing seeing bucks, seeing deer, seeing tons. You know, those yeah. were down low, but we were seeing. It was crazy because the bucks they were in batcher groups. Yeah, you had that video of that three by that little yeah. three and yeah. a couple other bucks. Yeah, man, we we put I put my razor up on a a little bachelor group about a thousand yards and and uh, was able to get some pretty cool footage of it. Yeah. And then <clears throat> chowing down on that bush. Yeah, dude, it was cool, man. And and I was going, man, that's a a three by. I'd shoot him. Oh yeah. And Matt's like, no, there's bigger deer here. And I'm like, you think? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, sure enough, man. I looked down, dude, and I and I was the one that caught a glimpse of it. He didn't even see it. But I was like, wow, I just saw a tank. And he's like, shh, you know, I'm like, and, and this wasn't even like where I'd saw the deer. The tank was probably 200 yards from us. And we were looking at deer a thousand yards out. Yeah. So then I just started glassing the canyon below us. And I had saw a, a coos that was like, dude, he was big. And it yeah. wasn't the one I ended up shooting, but it was just oh, no? big. No, and I just told him, I was like, oh, my God, dude, like I just saw a tank because I got all excited. Like yeah. we were looking at bucks all day. And then I see this one on my heart starts pounding. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. dude, that's a good buck. Like, when were you glassing these deer? Was there a big difference in local deer? Body size? So we got dude, we got the small mule deer here. Dude, I, I want to say, like, they were like, I mean, obviously the deer here are bigger. A little bit bigger. Because they, they're not too, they're not too big. Yeah. But they're, they weren't like the size of my dog. My dog's. I don't know, she's 70 pounds, and yeah. I want to say they're bigger than her. You hear them compared to dogs a lot. Yeah, you hear them that, but, I mean, they're, they're smaller. Yeah, yeah, they're smaller. Yeah. They're smaller for sure. So I saw this deer, and I was like, whoa. I saw his horns, and I was like, oh, shit, man. That's like a good buck. Yeah. And Matt was like, where's it at? You know, and he's like looking, and, you know, and, and he wasn't able to pick it up. And he even bought he bought those new Savorsky or so. Swarovski. Swarovski. He bought some Swaro NLs. Good glass. <laughs> Dude, he bought, he bought the new set of NLs, but he bought 8x42s. Yeah. So, and and man, I tell you what, though, that right there, they sit in your hand, you know. Did like, it have that forehead pad? Dude, he didn't have it, and I no. think it came with it, yeah, I think but he didn't, he didn't put it on. But, man, those are good. Yeah. Like, Wow. You know, yeah. we have no affiliation with Swarrow at all, but let me tell you something, dude. Or Vortex. Or or Vortex. But goddamn. But gosh dang, you know? <laughs> yeah. But so he, he even put those up and he was trying to find it and it just disappeared. 
And and people always say like, oh, these things are so hard to find, man. The ghost, you know, ghost the gray ghosts, they're ghosts, you know, this and that. They're there and then they're gone. Yeah, they are there and then they're gone. I get that. But man, they were like, I have a harder time finding deer in San Diego. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> I do, man. I'm like, that's man, the, I don't That's the first it. thing I said when I went to Arizona, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, man, I, I don't know if it's just because population or, or what. I, anyways, uh, we ended up going... We just started looking out and, and we started looking a little bit further out and there's a plateau and me and Matt, we ended up glassing up this buck. He's with another three bucks and, and you could totally tell he was like the buck I had seen at 200 yards. Yeah. Like he was a good buck. And I was like, Matt, that deer right there, we got phone scope footage of him, put the spotters, both spotters on it. And, uh, we got in and we knew right away, like he was a good three by with good eye guards. Yeah. And th- this this is further than a thousand yards out. I think he was probably closer to three thousand yards out. And um we're like, wow. So we we instantly we knew they were up there and we went, okay, well, we know opening day's tomorrow. We know a shooter book a shooter bucks over there. I don't know where this shooter was. We have these deer over here. So we got in side by side, went down and we started we started scouting around. Like we started going and we're like, how do we get to that deer? Right, because here we are, we're like five thousand feet, fifty five hundred feet. That deer's elevation, like straight across from us, few hundred or few thousand yards away. So we're like, how do we do this? Right. So we had to get down the mountain and drive down there, figure it out, and then we went, oh shit, we got to climb the mountain on foot. Yeah. Pretty fitting. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty fitting. Yeah. So we ended up developing a plan, and then um, went back to camp that night and just put it together. Right. We're like, look, we have these deer over here. Like, obviously there was a, there was a shooter in there and uh, because we, like I said, I would have shot that three by three on that first footage I sent you. Wait, this big buck you saw at 200, was that the video that he was running two other deer off? No. They were under an oak? No, I didn't get any footage of him. Oh, okay, okay. None. I just saw him. Okay, okay. I I don't, I honestly, I don't know like how big he is compared to the one I ended up harvesting, but I knew he was big. And, uh, uh. Oh, that was me. Brian just put his his headset down. So that's what you guys heard. Uh, so he, <clears throat> what ended up happening was I didn't see that deer. Like I didn't get a good glimpse. I just knew he was big. And then we went, okay, well we knew there was a good buck in there 200 yards from where we were. And then we had those shooters at a thousand. Like we knew they would be there. Um, everything I've ever heard is that they don't really have like a huge home home range. So like mm-hmm. I figured they would still be there in the morning. Plus, there wasn't a lot of people there the night before the opener, so it wasn't like I was expecting a lot of hunting pressure. Are we dealing with any at all? Yeah, there's a little bit, but nothing like it was like Utah or anything. Nothing like that. Yeah. You know, but not to say that it didn't come, because it did, but opening was on Friday, Mm -hmm. so people work, locals work. You know what I mean? So it's different, but... Okay. So uh, ultimately, we decided to instead of going after the buck originally that I, that we seen, we wanted to try to go get eyes on that bigger buck that I seen at a couple hundred yards in the morning. We figured, well, it's morning. He'll probably be out. Let's go check it out. So in the first light, we were where we were. We we're glassing the, the mountainside. We were up 5,000 feet. You know, we're up there. So we're glassing. Nothing. We end up seeing a few does, no bucks. And we're like, shit. So then we're like, oh, man. You know, let's go. Boom. So we left there and we went, um, we went up <clears throat> down to where we could get better glass of the area. And we started to try to find 
it was kind of weird. <coughs> I got something in my nose. Hold on, that hurt. Rona. No, it's not. Rona. <laughs> it's not. I swear. Uh, anyways, uh, we, we backed up a little bit, and we started putting glass on the face, and then we ended up getting up a little bit. We tried to end up going for that, the buck I ended up harvesting. We tried to find him, couldn't find him. So instead of going in there beating brush or pushing, we just decided, let's just sit on the glass, and opening day is just kind of, let's just drive around some more, try to learn the area more, you know, just do our thing and uh, see what we see. Anyways, um, nothing happens. We end up going to, we end up going to, dinner we ate at the camp and and back to your thing ryan is did we have a base camp yeah we did we had a base camp we had his trailer we had our trucks we you know had everything set up but we had everything to go on the mountain if we needed to and stay the night up there and that was kind of one of the things we thought we went hey maybe we climb that mountain like the day before the opener maybe we climb that mountain wake up in the morning shoot that buck yeah if he's there i even hit up ed franson and was like ed what do you think of I sent him. A, I sent him the video of that buck chasing those. The other two Slayer. Yeah, I, I said, Ed, what do you think? He's like, make your heart pump, go kill him. And I was yeah. like, I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> you yeah. know, so, Ed signed off. You're gonna go do it, dude. It was super cool, man. So that was uh, Friday, Saturday. We went to the original spot where we glassed up the buck that I originally harvested, and um, we're glassing. First light came and. And we're glassing, glassing, glassing. And, and we actually woke up late that morning for whatever reason. We were just, I mean, shit. Dude. It happens. It happens, man. I mean, waking up late and, and you being already in the area you're going to hunt, you know, you don't have to wake up at four, right? So we were, wait, we were hitting snooze a few times. Anyways, woke up a little late. We left the camp at first light. So it was already kind of daylight, you know, it was gray light. And we get up to where we were glassing and found that deer. And, and Matt goes, he's there. And I was like, well, let's go kill him. <laughs> yeah. We, and then we, we went back to the original plan was we'll park at the bottom of the mountain. You know, we got 1,800 feet of elevation gain. It's a shitty hike, but there's a sweet reward at the end of it, right? Yeah. So we stayed wind in our faces, and we climbed the face of this mountain, got up to about 1,000 feet. We gained about 1,000 feet. Matt got on the spotter, put glass on him again, and uh, – that was your throat bro. of course I, yeah. yeah and, and it got on the spotter we we got on him i got on the glass we found him packed everything up said i'm gonna go around this ridge stay wind in my face or on the side of my face you know it's opposite of where these deer are i'm gonna creep you know cut the finger gap and uh pop up on it hit him with a ranger and see where we're at and i kind of figured it was anywhere from 250 to 400 the the gap between the finger that i planned on shooting him from the ridge that i planned on shooting him from to where he was and uh, got in there, came up, creeped up, man, creeped up, hit him with a range at 196, bedded at the base of one of these oaks. Wow. And I just went, oh, man, it's done deal right It's go here. time. It's yeah. go time, dude. And, and uh, sent my chick a text, fixing to bust the buck, you know, sent Matt a text. He's there. I'm ready. Matt sent me a text, said, wait, because it was windy. Dude, it was windy, like Damn. 25 mile an hour winds. But see, the thing was, the wind was in my face. It was like, when I was posted up, when I ranged that buck, the wind was coming straight from him to me. He was facing me. I mean, they're smart deer. Oh, yeah, he was. They're, they they looking where they can't smell. Yep. Everything behind them, you know, and there's other, there was doe, there was a couple does up there. It surprised me because, and he had like four <clears throat> other bucks with him and they were batched up. The other bucks were getting up every once in a while, just kind of milling around and, and he texted me. And or I text him and I said, I'm going to shoot him in his bed. And he goes, no, don't, 
wait for him to stand up for 200 yards. Take your time. We got all day. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? That's patience. Yeah. I said, screw it. I got comfortable. Like originally when I set up, I was kind of on that finger on a hill. I had to get, make sure the bushes are out of the way. Like it was perfect. You know, I couldn't get comfortable. And I said, Brandon, just like, I started kind of not panicking because I didn't want him to get up in like 200 yards, man. These things see like can, eagles, dude. Yeah. You know, and I, I didn't want to get up and like make, you know, it wasn't a noise issue. It wasn't a wind issue. I didn't want them to see me. So I was like being careful. So stripping gear. I ended up using my pack. And I couldn't get the pack stable, so I took my glassing pad. It's one of those, like, uh, Thermarest fold-up foam pads. Yeah, I got the same one. We cut that thing in half. Matt cut it in half, gave me half. He took half. And he gave it to me when we were in, uh, excuse me, uh, Utah this year. And I was like, man, I sit on it, but, dude, this is really what it's for. So you're on an angle. I put it under the ass into my pad or uh, ass into my pack, and it stabled it out. And I put my gun in between my frame and the pack. And just let it sit there, got stable, and just got comfortable, and just went, Brandon, you got all day, and sat there. And I looked down at my phone, like 15 minutes after getting comfortable, I looked down at my phone, I looked back up, and I was like, where'd he go? Oh, right? my gosh. I was like, oh, my God, where'd he go? Well, he didn't go anywhere. He just got up, but yeah. it's gray, and he blended in. You know, he's like, <laughs> next to the train. I was like, oh, there, yeah. he there he is, you know? And uh, I just lined up on him, man. And he had stepped out just a couple steps, you know, from his bed. And I just lined up on him and I clicked the safety off on my 6.5 Creedmoor. And I just, man, just thought about it, thought about it, focused, aimed small, boom, dumped him in his tracks. <sighs> Bam! And I watched this buck, dude. If anyone does, if anyone's looking for a rifle, make sure you pick up a 6.5 Creedmoor. There ain't no recoil on these things. <laughs> and, dude, I, I watched that buck drop in his tracks boom hit him in the shoulder punched your bullet shooting a 127 grain barnes lrx 65 creedmoor round and i shot him in the shoulder boom went through both shoulders stunned him it almost like i spined him but it yeah. didn't he it, he didn't move he just dumped boom yeah and he was dead like he didn't have a bunch of flailing nothing he just dumped in his tracks laid there and uh I was like, wow, that just happened. But I, I saw it happen in my scope and my heart. Like, I didn't even focus on I knew it was him because I was like, hey, is this a buck? Like, when I found him bedded, like, I was like, okay, this is a good buck. But I had to, like, calm down. Like, yeah. I just hiked, you know, from where Matt was, I just hiked about a 1,000 yards to get over there to get to where I was. I was taking deep breath. You know what I mean? You're hiking. Yeah. And it's uphill. I still gained 800 feet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I got it, and, and I realized, hey, that's the buck okay calm down and when he when i when it was go time like i wasn't nervous i just did what i normally do just focused and just said make sure this is a clean ethical shot you know and just kind of looked through my scope and focused in got real sit like just settled in and i swear that crosshair didn't move yeah. like it, i was that stable i swear it didn't move and i just went it's a stark contrast to other deer that i've shot with a rifle like i just took a deep breath and just Bam! A done deal, and and instantly got a phone call. Stay on him, stay on him. You know, Matt hit me up. It's like, don't move. And I'm like, dude, buck down. I'm like, still looking through my scope. I'm like, he ain't moved. Like, I'm ready. I got another shell racked. You know, I'm like ready to shoot him again if he gets up. You know, nope, he didn't move. And and I get the phone call from Matt, and he's like, 
dude, is he down? I'm like, yeah, he's down. He goes, I saw him drop. I didn't know if he ran out because he his angle was still lower than where yeah. I was, you know, so he can see like, hold on. I'm like, yeah, he's down. He's like, dude, I'm coming to you. He's like, don't get off that deer till I get to you. And, you know, 30 minutes later, he can't, and obviously he's dead. Done. Yeah. He ain't right. going anywhere. So obviously within that 30 minute time, I had gotten off that deer, but uh, I didn't go in on him and I waited for Matt and then we went in on him and man. It, it, dude, it came together like textbook. Textbook. Yeah. It was we 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 developed a plan and we made it happen. Mm. Like it worked to the point where I was like astonished. It went so flawless. That's exactly what you want to happen. Yeah, dude, an out of state hunt. Yeah, it just worked out, man. The, the only regret that I have is that I filled my tag so quick. I mean, it's a, it's a good regret to have. Yeah. Isn't it, it is, a big weight of relief off your shoulders? Well, though? yeah, it was. it was. It was. I was like, wow. I feel like you're pressured out of state. Oh, dude, I was like, wow, I just shot a buck that is beyond belief what I'd ever imagined of harvesting, for one. And number two, I was like, what? It, like, it was, now I, I did what I came here to do. I put so much time and effort into this and research. And, and, and when you accomplish a goal, like, you're like, wow. Like you guys, I mean, you guys know off air, like I, I you know, I, I'm not a trophy hunter. Like yeah. I don't meet him. Like, no, I like horns. Walks in front of me, yeah. he's going to get it. Like, I, li- <laughs> I like horns. Yeah. Um, I, I like horns, but you know, I wanted to fill my freezer. So yeah. I wanted to go out and fill my freezer and shoot a tank, bro. Oh, dude. Oh, it was a life dude, both hunts. You said, I'm, nah, whatever. Whatever walks in front of me, he's going down. Oh yeah. Four by four velvet. And now a fucking... I think it's. I think. I think he's pushing, hundred inch, hundred inch cues, which is a big deal. Yeah, there's a few people that have said, you know, probably over a hundred inches. I, mean, I don't know though. I don't we know sent that. it to Jay Scott, and he said, yeah, it's pushing one hundred three. Yeah, and then uh, Lung Popper, he said, Daryl, he said, yeah, he, he thinks like one hundred. What do you say? One hundred one to one hundred five, something. One, like that. Yeah, one to one hundred five, and then a couple other guys have said, ah, one hundred three. You know, I, I listen, man. It's great, and I appreciate it, and man. If it's really that big, man, I'm gonna be pumped. I caped him out to mount him, so I already hit up Ed. Uh, Ed's gonna do it for me. I, I, I'm just super pumped. And then Matt, dude, Matt, Matt is, uh, dude, Matt's got the like the. It's more than just being a hunter. He's got like the mind for it. Like he's been doing it forever, dude. He's got the mind. Like he is mentally tough on. Like he can go to a low density animal unit. Like he can go to a low deer density unit for days and days and days. Like he'll go to Mexico and they'll be like, dude, we don't see deer. It'll be times where we don't see deer for four or five days. Oh my God. And then all of a sudden they'll see deer. You know what I mean? Like they'll, and he just has it mentally in him to, to persevere. And he was hundred percent prepared to do it. He's like, you're not going to leave. Are you? I said, absolutely not, man. I got time off work, bro. Like, well, yeah. Let's do this. You know, yeah. I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. And, and, uh, man, he, I don't know, man. I think I rubbed off on him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Gave him a little blood. Yeah, man. Cause we came into some good bucks, man. And, 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 um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know what it was, but he, he was able to fill his tag on, on a really respectable buck. And I, I kind of feel bad because I told Matt, dude, Go shoot that buck that I end up shooting. He's like, no, I want you to shoot it. 
He's like, I want to get you out of this meat hunter mentality. I mean, he, he kills he kills big bucks for well, a living. Yeah, he does. You know, he, that's exactly what he does. He kills big bucks for a living. So he doesn't he doesn't um how do I say it? Like, dude, he he's a meat hunter for sure. And like, but his meat hunt is like, I'll go kill a cow elk. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he lives in an area where he'll go. Get a few hundred pounds of meat. Lives in an area you know where moose I mean? beat him up in his front yard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, this is that guy. Yeah, it's yeah, that guy. Goes <laughs> ass kicked by a moose. Fuck yeah, <laughs> but that's the thing. Like he he he's able to hunt in areas that are like super game rich, and yeah. and he hunts for a living. So it's it's just a different. It's just different. Mm-hmm. It is, and I can't I can't harp on him for it. So like he was like, "Hey man, you in it for the long haul?" I said, "Absolutely, let's do it." Yeah. And I was, I was hundred percent prepared to be in there for the long haul. I wanted to get Matt a buck that he was happy with. And we came into some deer and uh, the next day, so I shot my buck on Saturday and, and in Sunday, man, we went into some back country on the way to some back country. We found some bucks and he lined up on one and he was trying to shoot it and it just, the, the shot wasn't presented, you know, and, um, it's about 350 yards and he couldn't get a shot off and, it is what it is, and then we we lost them in the in the oaks, and they went deep into a, a canyon, and we're like, screw it, let's keep going, let's keep looking. So we ended up going up and over, and glassing a whole big old bull, and dude, it was amazing country. Like, God dang, we just lot got lost in our glass, like for a few hours. Just, man, I love glass, dude. I love glass, and yeah. it's so simplistic. It's it's where I come to to my thoughts. In a sense, it's really weird. I'm sure, you know, most of you guys out there, you guys, guys and gals at the same time probably know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, when you're, when you're by yourself or you're in your glass and you're looking for deer and you're focused, man, you lose all other worries. You know, you, you're able to be one with your thoughts. You can solve problem solve in your head. If you have issues going on, whatever the deal is, man, but it's awesome. And, uh, we were looking and we didn't see anything he was getting excited about. And it was time to go take care of my meat and camp so we were we were heading back and what was the weather like like cold hot it that day it was cold the day i shot my buck it was real windy and cold and then the day we were out there when you're in the sun it started felt a little warm but yeah we had a storm going on here when when you were out there yeah you guys did for sure and and the day we shot his buck it was nice man it was a little bit windy and it was somewhat cold and uh on the way back because my meat was hanging and we needed to get it in the freezer yes bill we let it hang for like Yes, Bill, we're recording right now. Bill did? Bill, no, he messed me. You guys recording right now? Bill Simmons? Bill Simmons. Oh, man, good old His mustache might tag out before he does. I know, right? (laughs) But uh, so we were on our way back, and and we took a – we put glass on where we found those bucks originally, and I got video of them, and uh, uh, all right. (laughs) And uh, so we put put glass on where we originally found those bucks – earlier in the morning and sure enough man there they were and they had some bigger bucks with them and we lined up and started moving around we hunted those we hunted them for about um shit two hours trying to get in on them to a reasonable distance and and get everything right to be able to get a shot off and man by then they were bedding up and i was like you know what it's windy down in camp don't worry about it my meat's good it's in the shade yeah let, let let's if this is going to happen, let's see if it happens. Right. There was no rush. It was just, let's see if it'll happen. And, um, sure enough, Matt was able to slip one in man and, and, uh, put one down, dude. And I, I think that picture is on the Instagram. 
Mazbuck, yeah. No, I never posted it. You never I posted yours. Yeah, he. I don't know if he's posted his yet. So we, I told him we wouldn't do anything with it until he posted. Stand it, by so. for Matt. Yeah, we got to wait for him. And and um, he was able to put a nice buck down, man. Something that I would have went home with, man, with a grin Opening on my day face for me. Yeah. Oh, that dude. was a good buck. Yep. Everyone that's seen both deer was like, "Dang, man, yeah. you guys you killed it. You guys did a great job." And and us considering us going in blind, yeah. considering we were able to do what we did. And uh, to me, that's the coolest part about it, man. It you just didn't go. You haven't been there before. Yeah. You hadn't gone. No scouting. None. Just went up there and did it, man. Got it done, man. And those coos deer, those coos deer are super cool, man. I love them, man. They felt like a dog, dude. Yeah. They did. Dude. They just look cool. The capes were super soft. Was he all full of ticks? No, man. We didn't have any ticks. No? Not that I know of. I mean, I didn't see any. I just got. I was just talking to Travis, and we're talking about ticks on local deer. How nasty they were. They're still here. Still got oh, yeah. it on my truck. Yeah, it hasn't gotten cold. Yeah, Ryan just picked the tick off the shoe yeah, right now. Got yeah. it out of your truck, dude. Yeah. They're around. Yeah, they are. Hi, dog. She's a sweet dog. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they, so it was a, it was an exciting time, exciting hunt, and I'll tell you what, Arizona, man. For all you people that are thinking about do it, don't do it because Arizona sucks. Yeah, don't yeah. go there. Flat out sucks. Horrible. No deer. And to see for myself how Worse bad it sucks. Worse than D16. Yep. It was fun. I mean. So you're going back next year, same hunt? I don't know, man. I think I think we're going to look into it, and that's for dang sure. Um, I, without a doubt, would go, and, and I tell you what, I'm not going to be picky if I go again. No. You guys looking at anything else in Arizona? Uh, yeah, we I, got. I want to kill a velvet buck so bad. I don't. I mean, Brian's all got his hard on for a fucking velvet buck, bro. <laughs> a lot of work, dude, right, on that. Dude, I, I mean, we could go to Utah for sure, do the same hunt I did. And yeah. it was super fun. Yeah, that was fun. Match right there. It, it's a good unit. I kind of have an idea of what we're doing there now. So it's like, you know, there's ton, tons of you might, tons of options, dude. We're yeah. still mid-season. You dude. might go on a bear yeah. hunt. I might, dude. I, uh, I've been talking to uh, Taff Hunter. I think what's his what's his tag name? It's like Garrett Garrett one one three or something. I'll pull him up. Yeah, pull him up real quick. But me, California killer. Yeah, he's a certified killer, dude. This kid, I've been I've been watching him on uh, the internet forum that me and him both belong to. Um, oh, I've seen his stuff on SCH. Yeah, it's Garrett one one three. Taft Hunter. Taft Hunter. Yeah, dude, Hell this yeah. kid is unreal. And, and ever since we got, I mean, I've always talked to him for the past couple of years, and. Um, you know, he's, I think he's been hunting his whole life. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's so awesome when dudes have been hunting their whole life. So, obviously, me starting out, I was without a doubt hitting him up for information. Not like hunting information like units and stuff, but just tips. And I wanted to build a gun for a long time. He's a big gun builder. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, he's built a few guns. And he relates. I relate to him because he's a younger guy. And, yeah. you know, so he's super cool. So, we got him on the podcast. And me and him have stayed in touch. And we've kind of stayed in more touch. And he was like... I hit him up. I'm like, dude, I want to go chase a bear. And he's like, let's go. Dude, <laughs> I said, I'll be sick. I'm in, man. So hopefully mid-December we're able to go get it, go out, poke around. I've never done it. I'm excited, and I uh, would love to do it with him. So yeah. hopefully we can make it happen, and, and we agreed to it. So um, as long as everything happens, it works out on his end and everything works out on my end, man, maybe, maybe I'll be able to go out there and put some glass on some bears. And then come back and sp- Smoke a big bear roast on that on that Traeger. Oh man, that'd be <laughs> awesome, wouldn't it, man? That'd oh, be dude, cool. I want to try bear. Yeah, I, I've eaten it a couple of times, but yeah, it's. I, I still got two deer tags to fill. I got two Southern California deer tags to fill. Um, I got waterfowls fired up, man, and and my dog's fixing to get out and chase some birds. So, it's it's a fun time of year. This is what I look forward to every year, and 
and I, I'm stoked. Yeah, hey man, it's time to get out right now. It is. If you, frustration, don't let don't let it get you. Get Dude, out. They're rutting right now. I know they are. If you're listening to this podcast right now, within a few days of this thing dropping, get out now. No. Now, you know, I mean, it don't even matter where you're at. If you got an area, you can go glass off the side of the road. Get out now. It's rut. It's the middle of the rut. You have no idea what can happen. Dude, bucks coming out the woodworks. Everywhere. I didn't see a damn thing last Sunday during that storm. Yeah, well, yeah. Horrible time to go out. Sent me a picture. Dude, I wouldn't even call that a picture, man. It was a straight fog in the picture. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. We went out, pounded a few miles, tried to. At least jump, jump some bucks out of the bed and nothing, yeah. dude. Not even a doe. Right. There's a couple times, though. I don't know if you guys, most of you guys hunt San Diego or T15, 19, whatever. But walking through that backcountry, when you kick up a jackrabbit, goddamn, it gets your heart racing, dude. Hell you think, yeah. you think it's a doe or something? Fucking quail. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Dude, I, I got the shit scared out of me a handful of times. Twice, dude. We were packing Matt's deer out going up this hill, man. These goddamn Merns quail jump out of nowhere, dude. They hold so tight. Like, damn near stepped on them. And was, God damn it, man. I got 45 oh, pounds on my back. Dude, when I, when I went to Arizona, I, me and Izzy were hiking out of this spot. And, uh, dude, I, I walked over a grouse, grouse mm-hmm. sage grouse or whatever it was. Man, and they had all these little babies. I don't know what they call them. Polt, not turkeys. Turkeys are poults, right? Yeah. Anyway, I stepped on. I stepped on a man. That was horrible. You stepped on a baby. I stepped on a baby. A uh, grouse. But she was good. She took off. But dude, it scared the hell out of me. Oh, I bet, man. You feel it under your boot and everything. Dude. Well, listen up, guys. I appreciate you for uh, listening to uh, the final recap of Arizona 2020 Coos Deer Hunt. Appreciate yeah. it a lot. Yep. It's a good time, and and uh, tune in to the next episode. All right, guys. All right, guys. Good All luck. Right. See you later. All righty, guys. 